This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today on CityCast Philly, it's the Friday News Roundup. We're talking about how travelers are grappling with the new Greyhound bus station and why people in our region are ditching the Jersey Shore for their summer vacation. It's Friday, July 14th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me this week is Mir Rindy, investigative reporter at Billy Penn. Hey, Mir. Hey, Trinae. How's it going? Good. And Aaron McCarthy, consumer reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Hey, Aaron, thanks for being here. Hey, Trinae. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Okay. So this week on the show, we talked about Devil's Pool, which is this popular place people like to cool off in the summer. It's in the Wissahickon, but the water is actually off limits. So people can't really go in there, but they still do. So I've got to ask you guys, where is your favorite place to cool down in the city? That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I used to occasionally go to our local city pool rec center in South Philly, which was pretty nice. It was, uh, you know, nice pool and it had big trees over it. So there was shade. That was that's a pretty good place. And it's free, you know. Yeah, I love free stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I love driving by and seeing like families and kids uh, splashing around at pools. Yeah. (laughs) I probably will be very boring and just say the air conditioning in in my apartment. I only moved back to the city like a year ago, and I have yet to get to uh, my local pool uh, up in Northern Liberties or or Fishtown. But I want to get there over the summer because I do love swimming and just being by water in the summertime. But I've been doing a, a bad job of cooling off lately. I feel like I'm always running at like the hottest time of the day or something. So pool sounds great right now. You know what, Aaron? I have to agree with you. When it gets hot, I do like to stay inside too and maybe have some water ice or a cold drink. But, you know, this is summer. So I do actually plan to go down to the beach. And I remember you saying that you like water. So we'll definitely talk about the Jersey Shore. I like to go to Pleasantville in New Jersey, but we'll talk about that later in the show. Okay, let's start with some news this week. Mary, you've been following this story about the Greyhound bus station relocating. They left their long-standing building on Filbert Street between 10th and 11th Streets. Mayor, this, you know, shocked a lot of travelers. When did Greyhound make this move? Their last day in their old station on Filbert, where they'd been for more than 35 years, was June 27th. So that was a Tuesday a couple of weeks ago. And the next day, as far as I understand, they started operating just from the curb on Market Street. Right. And so people waiting for buses, and it's not just Greyhound, there's other, you know, Peter Pan bus, Flix bus, people are waiting on the sidewalks. There's there's no there's no bathroom, right? There's no shelter to protect them from like rain or extreme heat, right? Yeah. This is a model that Megabus and some other companies have been using for a number of years. It's cheaper just to pick people up from the curb rather than have to operate a whole station. 
But Greyhound is a bigger operator than those other companies. So this is a big shift for a lot of people. I mean, all these inner city buses, long distance buses, people are just having to wait out in the weather. And it's been very hot here lately. There isn't really shade on that stretch of market. There's no bathroom in the little ticket office that Greyhound's operating there. There's no vending machines. People aren't even allowed to wait inside. So what has Greyhound said about that? Greyhound says, well, you can go into a neighboring business and use their bathroom, like a, a restaurant or something. I don't think the restaurants or the businesses on that stretch of market are very happy about that. And they also say, well, there are bathrooms on the buses. So when the bus arrives, you can do that. But in the interim, there's there's not much for those passengers. Do we know why Greyhound made this move? They've been at that area in Philly for a long time. Yeah. Well, there have been discussions and plans for years to build a, a big inner city bus stop, bus station rather, at some location around the city. There's been talk of putting one near 30th Street Station. So the idea of Greyhound relocating was kind of out there for a while. Um, also, the 76ers want to build their arena on a big plot of land, which would include the old bus station. And that was in their kind of planning sketches. So there was some pressure there. Uh, Greyhound's uh, lease was going to run out in a few years. And so probably at some point they would have had to leave. So those are all factors. Probably the biggest one, though, is is that cost issue where there's all this competition from Megabus and, and other companies that don't pay those costs of running a station and can charge less for their their tickets. And so Greyhound was probably like, well, it's probably time for us to get out of the business of running stations. And they've been getting out of stations and selling off stations around the country, from what I understand. Interesting. So what's going to happen to the vacant building on Filbert Street? The 76ers want it. Their plan for an arena isn't approved yet, and it's unclear if it will be approved, but they already have the building under contract. So if that arena plan is approved sometime in the next year or two, then they'll acquire it. Other than that, that's it's just kind of boarded up. There's some concerns that it'll become, you know, it could become a homeless encampment or it could become a nuisance property. The 76ers said they're open to it being used for other things in, in the meantime, but it's a little hard to see who would want to use an old bus station. So it may just be vacant for a while. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Aaron, I want to talk about a story you've been following down at the Jersey Shore. Many people in our region spend their summer vacations at the beach for the sun, for the ocean breeze. Like you mentioned, you love the water. I do too. But this year, you reported that some families have stopped going to the shore and are looking for some alternative spots to vacation. What's going on, Erin? Yeah, so just to kind of set the the scene, uh, this summer, 
while last summer felt a little bit normal, this summer for a lot of people is kind of the first real back to normal post-COVID, so to speak, summer. People are oftentimes back at work, have to be in the office a couple of days a week, maybe. Kids are back in school full time. And it just kind of is for a lot of people the first kind of summer where they also don't have limitations in terms of where they can travel. You know, a lot of even the vaccination requirements, uh, testing requirements, things like that uh, are lifted. So I felt like this was kind of a good summer to take a look at how people were feeling around pricing of rentals down the shore. I had heard just from a number of readers and from following different social media groups that it was something people were really kind of looking at now more than ever not only in terms of the price, but also in terms of the value for what they were getting. Um, now the international travels, you know, really completely open. Some people were asking, hey, what can I get for this, you know, $4,000, $5,000 price that I'm paying just for the rental, you know, down in Avalon or wherever their beach town may be. Can I go to an all-inclusive? And at an all-inclusive, your meals and all of that stuff is included. Um, so I kind of put some feelers out there and I was really, um, I don't want to say I was surprised because I had a feeling people were going to be very passionate about this topic, but people were really sometimes sad, sometimes just kind of resigned to the fact that they either were no longer going to be going or that this was going to be maybe their last summer going down at least for a whole week and getting a vacation house. Yeah, these have been traditions. I mean, growing up, I grew up in Delco and, you know, people always talked about going to the shore, you know, um, and even high school seniors would spend time down there during their senior weeks. So people are getting priced out. Like how much is like the, these home rentals costing? Well, it depends what you're looking for. I mean, the people that I talked to said that they were spending anywhere from $3,000 to $5,000 on a house for, for a week. The prices can really you know range even higher than that, depending on what you want. I mean, if you want beachfront, it's gonna be more. If you're going you know, this week, anytime kind of from now through August, uh, it's gonna be even more expensive than that. The thing that's difficult about the Jersey Shore is unlike some vacation communities where Airbnb and Verbo kind of have a big hold, it's very um, decentralized in terms of the rental process, you know, as you mentioned, it's a tradition and it's kind of old fashioned in a way to many people of, you know, millennial and younger generations. But oftentimes, you know, people have to go to these individual realtors to get their their rentals and the, the prices by and large are set by the homeowners down there. So there isn't a kind of a finite way to uh, quantify how much uh, the rental prices have increased. However, realtors in several towns that I talked to said that there's no doubt the prices are higher than they were a couple of years ago. However, they've leveled off from 2021 to 2022. They saw kind of a bigger bump just given how well the shore did during the pandemic. Uh, and I think a lot of these homeowners realized that they could ask for even more money and, and people were going to be willing to pay it, particularly when there were fewer places to go and people had a little extra money in their bank accounts with, you know, some of the pandemic benefits. Now, with the shift in this um, economic system, I guess, if you will, does this also impact businesses in this area? If less people may be going because they can't afford it, does that impact the businesses on the boardwalks? Well, I think the thing that's very interesting about the Jersey Shore is I, you know, I've not, I did not talk to business owners themselves for my story, but from my knowledge and just having gone down the shore myself, the businesses aren't hurting. The shore is not hurting. There are still plenty of people who are willing and able to go 
down the shore at this time. However, it's just these middle-class, even some upper-middle-class families can't afford it anymore, but there are still people who are willing to, to pay to go down there. There's a lot of homeowners that are down there, a lot of people who know people who own homes. You can even stay at hotels, although those are very expensive too. So no, I have not heard that businesses are hurting because of this. Uh, I think it's just a trend that is beginning with people kind of being a little more cognizant of their finances. I think when we would really see it would be if, you know, God forbid there was a recession or the economy were to take a turn for the worse, then then maybe there would be some some more effect on the larger business community down there. For sure. So Aaron, how can people save money, you know, not give up their summer vacation plans necessarily, but maybe change it, find an alternative? What are some tips? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, you can look other places aside from the Jersey Shore if that's not doing it for you anymore. I know, I, you know, one of the reasons that I was inspired to do this story was because I grew up in the region too. I grew up in Delaware County. My parents grew up going to the shore. They realized maybe 10 years ago now, actually more than that, that they uh, thought about looking elsewhere. It was chaotic to go down the shore in their minds. And we started going to upstate New York and they you know, realized the price was not <laughs> too much different for what you were getting. Uh, so you can look elsewhere. People in my story that I talked to uh, have started going to the Outer Banks. Some people were looking in Florida, uh, if you're willing to go down there maybe during hurricane season. But uh, you know, you can look elsewhere. If you really want to go to the shore, experts do say there are, of course, a lot of ways you can save. Some of them require work flexibility. Of course, if you go in the middle of the week for a couple of nights and you want to stay at a hotel or short-term rental, if you can find ones in certain towns on Airbnb or whatnot, experts say that the cheapest night to stay at a hotel is typically Sunday. So if you're able to take Monday, Tuesday off of work, you can go down then staying a little bit outside of the beach towns, like staying at Summers Point and going into Ocean City, maybe that would save you. But yeah, there's uh, there's not a too much you can do if you want to go to the Jersey Shore this time of year to make it cheaper. If you want to go during the shoulder season, if you're flexible, your kids aren't in school, go down in September, October, that's a really nice time to go down the shore. And prices, you know, you could even stay for a week and realtors say prices are about half of what they will be at the prime season of the summer. Great tips, Aaron. That was Aaron McCarthy, consumer reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Mayor Rindy, investigative reporter at Billy Penn. Thank you both so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thanks, Janine. Yeah, glad to do it. It's time for the tip of the week, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. The Philadelphia Fire Department is hiring. If you're interested in being a paramedic, that application was extended through today. You have to live in the city within 18 months of when you get hired. And the firefighter application is open until September 29th. You have to live in the city for at least one year before you apply. For more information about these jobs, check out the link in our show notes. If you have a tip of the week, we'd love to hear from you too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Our lead producer is Laura Benchoff. Our producers are Abby Fritz, A.K. Al Moomin, and Elizabeth Kama. Our Hey Philly newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine. And our host is me, Trinae Ree. Music is by Philly's own Interminable, with additional music from All the Kimonos and James Weldon. If you enjoyed this week of episodes, please tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Philly. 
We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend and be safe, y'all. Bye. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) You've got dogs barking. I got kids coughing.